The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Rosh Hashanah. Masechet Rosh Hashanah has been sponsored by Mr. Soli and Cheryl Mizrahi. Hashem Alehem Yihyu for the Hatzlacha of both of their families, for Bezat Hashem, health, happiness, Rab continued success, and of course, uh, much nachat and uh, pleasure from their children. Hiratzon, in the zechut of their dedication to the Masechet Rosh Hashanah, they will be zocher for good judgment, they will be zocher for good beracha uh, and mazal in all their endeavors. Amen. Today's daf has been dedicated anonymously in honor of Hilfon ben Regina Malka and Mazal Bat Esther. Hashem Alehem Yehyu Amen. Daf Yud Bet. Today's daf is being studied by Elun Shmat Abraham ben Esther. Ru Hashem Tanihan began Aiden Amen. Amen. Daf is being studied by Fuashlema Yafa Batzarael Narefanala Betosh Archole Amo Israel. Amen. We begin today's daf on Yud Alef Amud Bet, and we start one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten lines from the bottom. With the words, the Azdu the Ta'amayu. We had a machloket in yesterday's daf between Rabbi Ezer and Rabbi Yehoshua exactly when the world was created. According to Rabbi Ezer, it was created Aleph Tishri. When we say world created, we mean when Adam Rishon was created on the sixth day of creation. And according to Rabbi Yehoshua, it was on Aleph Nisan. So now the Gemara says, the Azdu the Ta'amayu, which is Rabbi Ezer and Rabbi Yehoshua, and the machloket that they had the machloket by when the world was created is a similar mahluk that they have regarding the timetable of the Mabul that took place in the times of Noah. We have a Braita. In the six hundredth year of the life of Noah, in the second month, and the seventeenth day of the month, Rabbi Yeshua says, He says, actually that day, when we say the second month, it was the second month from Nisan. Because he says the world was created from Nisan. And therefore, just like we say the world was created from Nisan, so when we're counting the situation of the flood, it's the second day from Nisan, second month from Nisan, which is Iyar, on the 17th. Yom Shemazal Kima Shokeya Bayom. That's the day that the constellation called Kima, in English they call that Palladius, does not manifest itself during the day. During the day, Kima is under, under, under the earth which means they have the 12 uh, signs of the zodiac, which are actually different configurations of stars that form different shapes, like we'll see in uh, the Mephashim in a moment. And basically there's six that are uh, above the uh, horizon and six that are below. That means every two hours another mazal moves into position. They move uh, every two hours like a circle, like a, like a wheel, they're turning. So during uh, the 17th of Iyar, based on that time of year, the Mazal of Kima, which is actually attached to another constellation, which we'll see in the Nashi, does not manifest itself during the day. And therefore, it does something. What does it do? 
because of that, the constellations do affect the water supply. So on that day, it's uh, normal for the waters to be at a minimal. But since the generation of the flood changed their ways, which is they acted in immoral ways, they acted in a perverted way, so God changed the creation, which is on a day that normally should not have been a day destined for rain. That's based on where Kima is in the uh, solar system, but they changed from their way. So Borei Olam changed from his system as well. And what did he do? mazal Kima bayom. And that day, mazal Kima came out during the day. Venatal shne kochavim And God took out of that configuration of stars. He removed two stars from Kima. And as a result of moving the two stars out of Kima, that's already let the flood come in and it destroyed. The old word is Kima is mitma'it, the waters. So God minimized the power of Kima by removing only two stars from its uh, galaxy, and what happened? The flood was able to enter the world. So that's according to the B Yoshua. The B in the Aizromer Otoyum Yudzain the Marhajvan Haya. That day that the flood began was the second month, seventeenth day, but he says the world was created on Tishri. And therefore the second month he's counting from Tishri, but the second month would be Hajvan. So the Mabul started on Yudzayin Hajvan. Yom Shemazal Kima Ole Bayom. That's actually the day where Kima is manifests itself during the day. Umayanot Mitkaberim. And that's really a day that's Mayanot, the wellsprings are really they gush forth, which means that's the day where they are strong. But because they change from their from their ways, which they act in a perverted way, So God changed on them Ma'asebirishit. Now what happened? Mazal Kima Bayom. Mazal Kima came out during the day. And God removed again two stars from Kima. And he brought a flood to the world. Now the Gabara will ask the obvious question. What do you have to change from the Sidre Bereshit? If Kima is going up, rising during the day, that's a day where there's a lot of rain anyway. So what do you mean Shinam? The Gabara is going to ask that question immediately. But now already at this point that we got the skeleton of the Gemara, that basically the same Ma'lok that we have, whether it was Nisan or Tishri, that same Ma'lok. Look, it is also uh, by the Mabul. When it started, the Mabul was at the 17th of Hajvan, like it be the Ezra, or was the 17th of Iyar, according to the Yoshua. And basically, the Mabul was a result of different things happening in the solar system with the stars, specifically the galaxy called uh, or the, uh, the 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 uh, the I can't call it a galaxy, the constellation is the present more proper word called Kima which is actually a tale of one of the twelve constellations which you see now in Nashi. So now let's begin Nashi on the Amud Bet, which is the big Nashi, it is um, third line, the Azdu the Ta'amayhu. And this Nashi, the benefit that we get is, he's going to give us the exact timeline of the events of the Mabud. The Azdu the Ta'amayhu, the Bi'i the Ezer Bi'i Yoshua, the Bi'i the Ezer... So according to the that says that the world was created with Tishri, the Mitishri Matilin Minyan Shne Adorot. So the Shis is a very important Hadushia. Really, it's one, this Mahalakha should not be dependent on what happened in the times of Noah. What's the difference whether, when the world was created, when, when the Mabul started? Mm-hmm. So the Shis say, no, it makes sense that if you say that the world was created Aleph Tishri, that's when you can account generations of people. Which means in the Mabul, we're giving you Noah's life. He was 600. After the Mabul, he was 601. So 
in the Torah, we're not discussing when Noah's birthday was. Could be Noah's birthday was uh, any arbitrary day. But to count for the Torah's purpose, we're going to count his birthday of years on Aleph Tishri. Why? Because it makes sense that the day that the world was created, that's also the day that's not proper to count Dorot, generations of people. So therefore, uh, that's the Mahlokan over here. Which means, when the Bidi Aiza said the world was created on Aleph Tishri, what is it going to do when the Mabul happened? There's no connection. What's the they're following their reasoning. What's, what's the reasoning that if the word was created after today, after the time of the Mabul happened uh, in Yudzayin Hajran? Oh, he's saying that we see that Aleph Tishri is a significant day in the history. That what? The word was created. So it makes sense when they're counting Noah's years, they're going to count from Aleph Tishri. And she's going to show you how that's, how that's true. Now, Nefichach, Mabul al Turhak b'mar Hajran Yarat. You have to say the Mabul came out on. On the, on the Why? We know the Mabul was a 12 month episode. The Mabul ended in totality one year later, actually it's more like one year and 10 days, on the 27th day of Hajvan. So it started in Hajvan, 17, it ended, meaning the whole year's process, on the 27th of Hajvan, a year later. Now the Torah does tell us that date. The Tishri right before, meaning we'll call it the 11th month of the Mabul. Already the ground became dry. Meaning it, like it dried up. It was more like... Um, it was moist, we'll say. Like mud or something like that. Like marsh, good. They didn't totally dry. But the Torah says at that point, that's when Noah became 601 years. It was in the 601st year. Barishon, the first month, and that's the means from the fact that it doesn't say it says it says in the pasuk actually I'm sorry. I continue Rashi. From the fact that Torah doesn't tell us that Noah was 601 until this point, mm-hmm. obviously he didn't change his year from Nisan. Because again, let's figure it out ourselves. If the Mabu started in Hajvan, Noah was 600 years old. The Torah says that clearly. Mm-hmm. Now from Hajvan and Nisan passed. So at Nisan time, the Torah should have said, oh, once Nisan passed, he became 601. It doesn't say that. It doesn't tell us that he became 601 until Tishri. Yes. Now, so what do you see from here? That must be when you're counting the years of the Dorot, of the generations, that it goes from Tishri. And as she said, because if you're going to count them from Nisan, it should have said, it should have said, we're going to learn from this timetable that in Sivan, on the 17th day of Sivan, the Teba actually rested on Hararat. 
that's the next date that the Torah tells us. So the Torah should have told us when it's discussing about Tanah it should say, and it was in the 601st year of Noah's life, because if that's in Sivan, Nisan passed already. Yeah. So you should have given me an attack on another year. And from the fact that it didn't, so you see Nisan is not the change of uh, Noah's uh, years. Right, this is obviously going like the Bili Aizid. Now, he gives you the calculation. You have to count from 17 Hajvan, you have to count 190 days. Why? Well, the Mabul itself was a 40 day event. And then it says for the next 150 days, the waters were rising. So from Yudzain Hajvan, 40 plus 150 So you see that that ended on the Shodesh Sivan And the Torah calls that the seventh month Now, Sivan is not the seventh month But it's the seventh month from Hajvan Seventh month from when the Mabul started Hajvan, Kislev, Tevet, Shvat, Adar, Nisan, Iyar Sivan, so you're not counting Hajvan You have to say Kislev, Tevet, Shvat, Adar, Nisan, Iyar, Sivan Good, so it's the seventh month after the Mabul started. The Otoyom, now what happened on the Shkodah Sivan, the seventh month? Hitchilu Lahsor. The water started to recede. Shanaimad, Vayahseru Amayim, Mikseh Hamishim Um Atyom. After 150 days, meaning after the 40, then already the water started to recede. Vayu Aloch Vahasor. Now, how long did it take the waters to recede? Ad Chodesh Asiri Vuav. So it took Sivan, Tammuz, so two months. Actually, right, two, two, two months until the waters recede. Shehi, or Shehu Asiri Lidida Tageshamim. Which is the tenth from when the rains uh, came down. Ubehad Be'av. Now what happened on Nosh Chodesh Av? Nir'er Rasheh Harim. That already the tops of the mountains were able to be seen already, exposed, exactly. So that means in two months, meaning Sivan and Tammuz, you have to say that the waters receded 15 amot. Why? We know the waters covered the mountains. The Torah clearly tells us that the water was above the mountains, 15 amma, above the highest mountain. So if we know in already two months the mountains were visible, so that means in two months, in 60 days, the waters receded 15 amot, because now you're able to see the tops of the mountains. So that she says, Lamadta, you learn from here, Shehasra amal arba'ayamim. That means every four days, amma receded. 60 days, 15 amot. Good. Now, the teva itself, the hull of the teva, was in the water 11 amma. Okay, so therefore really, it was 4 amma away from the top of the mountain. Okay, because the bottom of the teva is in the water itself. So therefore there's four amma. So the question would be then, on which day did the teva itself hit the mountain? So it's got to be, you need four amot to go down. So 16 days. So that she says, It was floating over the mountain for amot. 
Goba. The Fichach Naha Biyudzayin Besivan. Therefore, on the 17th of Sivan, 16 days passed. Yeah. Every four days, another Amma. On the 17th of Sivan, so the, uh, the uh, Teba itself rested on Har Ararat. That's what, it, uh, that's what the Torah means. And then, but still the water was uh, still over the mountains. And therefore, it took uh, till Rosh Chodesh Av until the heads of the mountains were visible, which was actually 15 amma, like we said, 4 amma, uh, uh, well, 1 amma every 4 days. Good. That's according to the B, Eliezer. Or the B Yoshua, the Amar bin Nisan, so the B Yoshua, the world was created in Nisan, therefore what? Therefore it makes sense to count the years of, of the generations from Nisan as well. So therefore, we have to understand how he understands the timeline. So she says, And from Nisan, you start the years of the generations. So he says, you start from Nisan, right? So Iyar is the second one. So instead of 17 of Hezvan, it's 17 Iyar. So when the Teva finally rested, who Kislev? So you have to say that that's going to be Kislev. Okay? Yeah. Now, now let's add from, from Iyar. So now let's analyze. Iyar passes. Now the Teva rests in Kislev. And the Torah does not tell us that Noah was 601 years. So obviously Tishri is not the... Cut-off point for years. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's, uh, so that's that. Now if you look at your uh, art scrolls on 12A1, they give you a nice uh, chart over there, timeline, which is exactly what she just told us. So actually, we did the Bili Ezzed. Let's do the Biyoshua according to the timeline, uh, how the Mabul went. So let's follow that in the chart. You see, uh, second month of Noah, 600th year, the flood begins. That's on 17 Iyar. According to him, now that's 40 day event, so that 40 day ends on the 27th of Sivan, okay, then you have 150 days that follow where the fountains are, uh, you know, flooding the uh, world, that the, the waters are rushing forth, so that happens in uh, Av, and Elul, actually Tammuz, Av, Elul, Tishrei, Marhajvan, and then when you get to Kislev, so then already uh, the... Uh, Teba itself uh, gets to Hararat, uh, and on the 17th of the month, it finally rests on the mountain itself. Yeah. Right? Because like according to the calculation, that every uh, four days, one amount has got the 17th of Kislev. Now the Torah doesn't tell us he was 601 years old yet. Even though technically we passed the Tishri. So you see, obviously, according to the Yoshua, it's not Tishri that changes the generations. Then you went to Tibet, and you go to Shvat, and Adar, and then Nisan. One Nisan, the Torah says, in the first month of Noah, 601st year, the water dries up from the earth. And then, about a month and a half later, on the 27th of Iyad, more like two months later, then already the flood officially ends. So therefore, that's this timeline according to the Yoshua. Okay, now... Now we have to understand how the constellations come into play over here. Okay, or we call them constellations. So to that, we will opt to read the Haggaha at the end of the Masechet. If you go to Daf Lamed here in your Masechet, you see over there there's a, uh, an addendum 
Where this 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 addendum over here, if it's from Rashi, but it's a little clearer on how the constellations work, so we'll read it from this one. Haki Garsinan. Halakazul Periklishon. Barishona Achilu Gira Benu. Vehim is Farim Romim. As he's giving the obviously there was different texts that they had. This is the more precise text. But it's the one we have. now, this is the continuation of the Gemara. According to the Yoshua, we understand why the Torah calls the Mabul starting in the second month. Because it really started in the second month. Because if you're counting from Nisan, Nisan is the first month of the year. So the Torah, when it says, Bachodesh Hashini, it makes sense, Bachodesh Hashini. Wouldn't you call Iyar, Chodesh Hashini, even till today, what do you call the second month of the Hebrew calendar? Iyar. So according to the Yoshua, the Gemara says, it's good. And it'll be the Ezer, my Shini. Yeah, what's Shani? What, 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 what's the second month? Tishni is not the second month. Tishni is the, uh, the seventh month. So the Gemara is going to answer Shani Ladin. It's going to be the second month from the day of judgment when the Mabul was judged. When was the Mabul judged to come into the world? Rosh Hashanah. So they were the Bachodesh Shani from when the, uh, the Psak Din came in Shamayim that there's going to be a Mabul in the world. Okay, so that's the Gemara. Now continue. Bishtamad Rabbi Ezer. It makes sense. We understand why the Torah, why, why God changed. Because really, Kointim Kima uh, was uh, on that day underneath, was, uh, did not rise during the day. And therefore, that's a day normally that the waters are supposed to recede. And what happened? They changed from their ways. They acted in a perverted manner. So God changed from His way and brought the Mabul by taking two stars out of Kima and bringing the Mabul. In, in, in any event, Ela that day in Iyar Kima is during the day; it's rising, and uh, according to that, it's a day where the waters should be uh, a lot. That day, what do you mean Shina? So the Gemara says Shina Kedrav Hazda. The Gemara is going to say like Rav Hazda. We'll see that when we get to the Gemara inside. She's just giving you the Girsa that we should follow. Now back in Pirusha. There are 12 constellations that are established in the Galgal, and we'll call it I guess, the, the, the firmament or the in the, in the, in the world, around the, around the earth. Okay? Six are above, and six below. Which means, it's a wheel, it turns. Which means you have the six on the bottom. So the one on the bottom, let's say the first one, it starts to move upward. So as it moves upward, all the constellations turn. So the sixth one that's on top subsequently moves to the bottom. Right? As the wheel is turning, so the ones from the bottom move up, and they push the ones on top down. Okay? That's the way they work. And as she tells us, 
Nisan, in the month of Nisan, Ma'ak Gadar Lema'ala. Those are the Shetevot of the six constellations that manifest during the day. Balayla Tashat Sa'ab. And at night, the six are Tashat Sa'ab. Okay, now, to understand this, we'll go to uh, the art school just to see it in front of you. 11B2, you see a chart of all the names of the constellations, of the zodiac. So let's see Ma'ak. Let's start from the uh, the Mim. Good. That would be Moznayim. Okay? So which means during the uh, uh, during the day on top it starts with Moznayim. That's scales. Now the reason why they call these uh, constellations what they call them because the configuration of the stars looks like the shape of uh, scales. I mean, scales, are like we have, uh, that would be, for, no, scale, not scales of fish, scales, weight scales. Right, judgment. That's why, for example, the zodiac for the month of Tishri is Moznaim. Because that's the zodiac that manifests during Tishri. What happens during Tishri? Judgment. So the stars that manifest during that month are in the shape of scales. Now the next one is Akrav. That's called Scorpio. Because again, the stars are in the shape of a Scorpio. Then you have Keshet, which is a rainbow. They call that uh, Sagittarius, which is the shape of an archer. Then you have the Gidi. Uh, it's the goat. They call that Capricorn. Then you have Dili. Right? That's the Aquarius. That looks like a bucket. So how many you got? They have one, two, three, four, five. Then you have Dagim. Dagim would be fish that they call uh, Pisces. Okay, which is uh, which is like we said, the fish. So those six are in the on top. Now, what happens? Let's see if it came out in a second. So what happens now when the sun rises? When the sun rises, you're going to have Tale. Tale is the ram or the lamb. That is the first one that is going to come up. That is going to rise. So what happens is. Moznaim starts to move, Dagim goes down, and what rises up in the morning? Taleh. Which means, the first one that rises in the morning, during the month of Nisan, is Taleh. And when we say the first one that rises, that means the sun, at sunrise, is directly aligned with the zodiac Taleh. That's the angle of the sun. So therefore, the whole month of Nisan, the reason why they call it Aries, which we the zodiac sign for Nisan, is because every morning of the 30 days of Nisan, the sun at sunrise is directly aligned to Taleh. And therefore, for one month straight, every morning the sun is aligned with Taleh, and therefore it's called uh, Aries in Nisan. Okay? Now, let's, uh, let's read that in Nashi. Matil Taleh Continue where you're up to in that guy Taleh begins La'alot Minakarka Okay, so now Taleh starts to rise from the From the bottom in the morning Umoznaim Lishkawa Right, Moznaim would be the Lishkawa, what does it mean Lishkawa? Not to go down, but it starts to go to the direction Of going down It starts to 
once already it, it, you have the Talit now is in the east. Right? Now Moznaim starts to move on the wheel. Now where is it moving? Yeah. It didn't go down yet, but it's on the way now to go down. It's on the way down. Dagin is out. Correct. Dagin already gets lost underneath. But Moznaim starts to move. Lesof Sha'ari Shona. Now, after the first hour, Taleh Kulo Oleh. Now, Taleh is all the way up, because it takes two hours for the Zodiacs to, to move position totally. I would assume so. Yes, I would assume so. Yes. Umuznaim Kulo Shokei and Muznaim is totally down, not not underneath, but uh, as we said, it's um, well. Actually, actually, I'll tell you no. Yeah, Shokebas means like this. I'll explain to you like this. Go backwards. Put Muznaim on the bottom. Okay, put Muznaim on the bottom. Instead, we put Pisces on the bottom. We put Dagim. No, put put the the sixth one exactly on top is Muznaim. That's what it is. So the second Teleh comes up. Mosnaim goes down. So after the second hour, it's totally ready underneath. You don't see it anymore, Mosnaim. Okay, very good. Shinya. Now, what happens? Shor Oleh. Now, the next one after Taleh, what comes after Taleh? Shor. Shor is the bull. That would be called Taurus. Okay? She's after two hours, Shor starts to rise. Ve'akrav Shokeya. Very good. The fifth. Zodiac that's on the top, which now moved into the sixth position, that's Akrav now, it'll be Shokeya in the ground. Shilishit Teumim. The third one that rises during Nisa would be Teumim, which is Teumim, which is Gemini. And Ole Keshet Shokeya. And then Keshet, which was the bow, the rainbow, Sagittarius, goes down. Vechen Osim Nisan. This is the cycle of the whole 12 months of Nisan. Yud bet mazalot mit galgelin et ha'olam. Pa'amim bayom, pa'amim bayom, pa'amim ben, what would that bet be? Ben hayom u ben alayla. Okay. Now, be'iyar, let's discuss iyar. The zodiac sign for iyar is shor. Shor would be Taurus. Why? Because already the sun also has different angles where it rises from. So in the morning, in the month of Iyar, every morning when the sun rises, its angle is going to be direct with Shor. And therefore the zodiac sign for Iyar the whole month is Shor. The sun doesn't always rise in the same line every day. It moves. So therefore in Iyar, it's going to be aligned with Shor. Now again, let's figure it out. As she tells you the story. Shor Oleh. So again, basically the way you figure out the zodiac is what's the first sign that rises at sunrise and the sun is along with it. That becomes the zodiac of the entire month. And, it, and it's a 30-day process for it to change, because I guess the sun moves slowly, so therefore it takes 30 days for it to now create a new alignment with a different zodiac. So therefore, huh? It would get a little higher so that at the 30th day... To, to, to the, the next one. Position. Exactly. Exactly. Now, I'm going to go with the calculations. Shor goes up. Who goes down? Akrav. Akrav would be in the sixth position. So as the shor rises, it knocks one down. Sartan would be, uh, they call it the crab, but we'd call it the cancer. It repeats itself every month, every year. And basically, every month, 
another uh, sign of the zodiac manifests at sunrise. And then she tells us, Lesivan Teumim Oleh. In the month of Sivan, it would be the twins, which we would call that Gemini. Some would say, because we got the two Luchot. So you have the twin uh, twin Luchot in uh, Sivan. So there's always a connection between the configuration of the stars and that month. The Tammuz, Sartan. Okay, that's the the crab. Obviously, that's the month of destruction of Yerushalayim, etc. Le'av Ariyeh. Okay, the Ariyeh represents some say Nebuchadnezzar, who was considered the lion that came and destroyed the first temple. That's the symbolism there. Le'elul Betula. That would be we would call that Virgo or the maiden. Okay, that's when already we start to make uh, teshuvah, clean ourselves. The teshvi moznayim, I mean that's the scales. Le marchesvan akrab, be the Scorpio. Vechen kulam. Okay, so go 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 down the list. Now where does kima come in? Kima is not one of the constellations. So that she says kima hushor. Kima is actually the tail of uh, we call that Taurus. Okay, the bull. Now, Rabbi Le'ezer Rabbi Le'ezer says, now again, Rabbi Le'ezer says the Mabul started 17 Hajvan. Okay? So in Hajvan, where is Kima during the day? So that she says, Oto ayom shebhasr ma Hajvan aya, yom shemazal Kima shokeya biyom. That's the day that Kima is on the down during the day. Why? Kishe Kima shushor ole. When Kima is rising, which is once, the rule is like this, once the sun is past midday and starts to be setting, any one of the zodiacs that are rising after midday, that's considered it's down. They don't, they don't have strength. Which is once the sun already is past midday, the sun itself is going to the west, any mazalot that start to to rise during that time, that's considered shokeya. Now, let's discuss, what do we say in Hejvan? In Hejvan we said it's Akrav. Right? Akrav is the one that is starting. So you have Akrav, right? Then it's followed by Keshet. Then you have Gidi. Then you have Dili. And then you have the Dagim. Now, on the top, you had actually... Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, you had a shore was on top, but by the time the uh, the the wheel was turning, so where was shore at midday or when the day started? Shore was already going down. So therefore, it's when 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 the akrav came up. During and the then then and the the constellations are moving. So what happens to Kima? Kima was on the way down, down. and then that's considered chokeh. Because she's going to say Vezushki atoshel Kima. He says Shil shaas shviit shel yom. Because in the seventh hour of the day, ole shor. That's when the shor comes up. Very good. Because it started with akrav keshet gidi deli dagim. That's one two three four five. It's right, one, two, three, four, five, good. Then Taleh, Shor. So Shor doesn't rise till the seventh hour of the day. Very good. Seventh hour of the day, where's the sun? The sun already is uh, towards the west. So that's committed already, Shokeya. 
So, so don't be fooled. Kima does come up during the day. But it comes up in the ready at the end of the day, considered. Okay. And therefore it doesn't have its power. Already by the seventh hour, the sun is setting towards the west, so Kima doesn't have its strength. The constellation of Kima brings wind and also brings cold. And therefore the waters <coughs> dry up at that time. Once Kima comes into the, to the day, so already it's dryness. It becomes a, a, a lack of water. And therefore God was mishaneh from the, uh, the normal... Uh, Teba, what should have happened? He took two stars away from Kima, which tells us that he weakened Kima's ability, and now the flood was able to come. That's good according to the B. Any answer? The B. Yeshua Omer, Oto Ayom Shavasar Biyar Haya. Yom Shemazal Kima Olem Menakarka Beshari Shona Shelyom. Now, according to Iyar, it's it's short. It's stories in the Yar. That means that's the. That's the zodiac. The zodiac of the month is short. Short is kibah. Now that is normal for the waters to multiply. Why? Lam'itan. I guess because of the weather of that time of year, it's not hot, it's not cold, and therefore the the waters are strong. Now Bishtabad Rabbi Yoshua Hainu Dikhtiv. We understand that the first month is called Nisan because Nisan is the first month of the year. So that's why it calls the second month Why would you? We don't. The not called the first month. So why would you call Hajvan the second month? So the Gemara says Sheni Ladin. So therefore, since it's called the first for judgment, so it is the second from the time that it was judged. Okay. Very good. Continue this. Actually, that should say... <coughs> That should say to which is according to the Bili Aizir. When did Kima come up? Kima is a symbol of Zamavah bringing a lot of rains. But when did it come up? It came up at the wrong time. It came up after the seventh hour. Seemingly, Kimah shouldn't have had its uh, strength on that day. But what did God do? You changed from your actions. God changed from His actions. And therefore, that day on Marhajvan, God changed the whole constellation. And what? Kimah came up early. Instead of it coming up after the seventh hour, He brought it early before the sun was in the east, coming going down to the west. And therefore, Kimah was able to bring... Flood waters and all these uh, things. So it's an amazing 
the, 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 the level of what changed in the, in the Bazalot, in the Shamayim, in order to bring the, the flood. Because according to that, the flood shouldn't happen on that day, based on the way the mazalot work, because after the midday, it already dries up. It doesn't, it doesn't, uh, doesn't manifest. No, but Kimah was rising. How was it rising? God preempted it and brought it a little early. Good? Now, and secondly, uh, during this time of year, the Ma'ayunot usually are minimized because it's the cold season, like we said. And this time of year, it was multiplying. No, the season itself is, 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 a, is a cold season, so it's dry. Okay, good. For the Ma'ayunot, we're talking about the Ma'ayunot under the ground. Okay. Which means, according to that, there's no change at all. Number one, Kima was in the right place to bring a lot of rain. Because in, in Iyar, Adrava, Kima is the first one out. It's short, it's Taurus. And therefore, that's the time for rain. And secondly, it's the time for rain in the sense that it's not windy or cold. Therefore, are not dried up. So what's the Shina? So we go back to the Gemara. That the Gemara says... We can read that just inside. We'll start from the uh, fourth line. They sin was with hot, and therefore they got punished with hot. Which means they were shofech shikvat zera lebatala. Which is they were mehamem themselves, they heated themselves up, and they wasted their zera, and therefore berotchin kilkelu. So what did God do? Uberotchin nidonu, and therefore God judged them with hot water. Which means even though it was a time of water, the water should have been cold during that time of year. And what did God do? Shina alehim. That what? He brought the waters to be boiling hot waters of the Mabul. Boiling hot, scalding hot waters. Why? Because the sin that they did was berotrin, so they got punished. Berotrin. The water was hot? water was boiling hot. Boiling hot. Kitiv hachan. How do you know that? Because it says, Vayashoku hamayim. Now when the water started to subside, it says What does Vayashoku mean? Well, it says, Uchtiv hatam vahamata melech shachacha. By Ahasuerus it says, and the anger of the king cooled down. Because we know the king Ahasuerus was furious, because the Pasuk says, His anger was burning inside, burning anger, burning rage. And then what it says when he calmed down, That means it cooled off. So by the Mabul, what does it say when it calmed down? Implying that what? That it must have been boiling hot. And then by Yashoku it... Cool down. So you see that the waters of the Mabu were actually boiling waters. Okay? Comes the Gemara and continues. So that's basically the, uh, the subject of, the, of the, the Zodiac, and that's basically what it was, that Borei uh, Olam took uh, the two stars out of uh, Kima, according to both opinions. According to the Bidi Ezi, he took the two stars of Kima, because really it was not flood season, based on where Kima was. But by removing the two stars out of Kima, it uh, limited uh, Kima's uh, strength, so to speak. So Mabu was able to, to come into the world. According to what we read, he even brought Kima a little earlier, uh, in order to bring the uh, to be uh, to be mitrabe, that's what it means when he took the two stars of Kima, 
And according to the Yoshua, really it was the season. It just was what? Uh, he took the two stars of Kima, which that would be the hot. Because normally it should have been uh, cool water, so the two stars of Kima brought the hot waters. That's basically the uh, story. Okay. Tarot Banan. Hachmei Yisrael, the Jewish scholars, Monin <coughs> Lamabul, Kirabi Eli Aizir. They count the Mabul according to the Bili Aizir. Because they go according to the Bili Aizir that what? Uh, you count Hajvan uh, as the starting of the Mabul. Okay. That means that they count Tishri as when you calculate generations. That generations change in the Torah in the month of Tishri, and that's why Noah is 600, and then when it discusses Tishri a year later, it mentions that he was 601. But when it comes to seasons, they follow the Yoshua. They start the calculation like the Yoshua. Now what is seasons? There are four seasons a year. Basically, each season is about 91 days and change. I think it's exactly 91 days and seven and a half hours to be exact. Okay? And there's four of those a year, which gets you to 365 uh, days. Okay? These are all called Tikufot. Now, you base the Tikufah starting when the world was created. Okay? Now, uh, you have to know exactly... uh, when the sun was first set in place, when God created the world. Because from that moment, that's when we're ready to take our solar calculation. The seasons are done by the solar. So you have to know where the sun was at the Biryat Ha'olam. So therefore, they hold, when you're counting calculations, you calculate as if the world was created in Nisan, and therefore the sun was placed in the firmament on Yom, uh, on Wednesday, and therefore, from that day, Wednesday, they start counting from there, 91 and seven and a half hours, so on and so forth, until the present day, in order to know exactly when the... Because that's when the sun was created. The fourth day, right? right? It wasn't placed in the firmament until the Wednesday. No, Nisan, that was, that was a spring. That was the first... Uh... No, no, that's what I'm saying. When it comes to Tikufot... They calculate Tikufot starting from Nisan. As if the world was created in Nisan, and therefore on the Wednesday of the first Wednesday of Nisan, that's when the sun was put up. And therefore, or, or that season, actually, before Nisan, you have to say really, because the, the sun was created before Adam. And therefore, in that season, that's when you start counting Tikufot. Now, but the nations of the world, Monim Afli Mabul Kerebi Yoshua. They go everything from Nisan. They go to Kufot from Nisan. They go to Mabul from Nisan. And they go like Rabbi Yeshua, that everything is Nisan. Now let's see what Rashi. Hachmei Yisrael Monim Mabul Kerebili Aizir. Monim Shenot Noah. They count the years of Noah. Ubriyat Olam. And the creation of the world. Ushnot Adorot. And generations. Kerebili Aizir Monim Mitashri. Tchilat Tashanim. Velo Bishop the Sviral of Tashri Nivra Olam. It's not because they hold that the the world was created. Because they hold that Rosh Hashanah is the Rosh Hashanah of years. Which means just for certain calculations they take Tishri. And for certain calculations they take Nisan. So for Tishri, that's when the years change. So then they go with Noah, that the, the second month was Hashvan. But when it comes to the creation of the world, they hold that it was indeed in Nisan. And that's why he says, when it comes to the season, they go like Rabbi Yoshua. 
By the way, you also have to know the, the moon for that matter. Mm-hmm. Which means we know that the the moon has a cycle as well, that it's mitchadesh every 29 and a half plus fraction days. Now you have to know exactly when the moon was directly between the earth and the sun, when it was created, and from that time you start the 29 and a half calculation. So there is purpose to know exactly are you counting this in Nisan, or are you counting this in Tishri, because it's going to change. Right. Now, Monin min Nisan, no ma'arshim in Nisan nivri'u. That the world was created in Nisan, u bitchilat leil rivi'i. And it was began on leil rivi'i, which we would say uh, Tuesday night, we would call that. Shimsha hama bin Nisan, lefichach en tikufat Nisan no felet. That's why the tikufat Nisan, that's the season of Nisan. Ela bedalid. Rabi'i Hayom. It'll fall out on Bedalid on Wednesday. Rabi'i Hayom, a quarter of the day into it. There's always one one day and six hours between this year's Tikufa and next year's Tikufa. Based on the way the cycle, the way it works, every year the Tikufa will be different one hour and one day and six hours. And that's the, also the cycle of the moon. Molad Nisan Rishon. The first Molad was in Nisan. And again, Tuesday night. The ninth hour in Tarmab Halakim, based on when it was created at the time of the world. So they give that, uh, that uh, calculation as well. So you want to read this over here? I'll just read you one uh, note. The solar year is 365 days and 6 hours long. Does each of the four solar seasons span on average 91 days and seven and a half hours? This means that each season falls seven and a half hours later in the day than did the preceding tikufa. And that each falls one day and six hours later in the week than it itself did in the preceding year. In order to calculate the moment of the arrival of a season, one must know when the sun was first set into place in the firmament. This moment represents the starting point of the count of seasons. Thus, one's ruling regarding the month of creation is vital. Why? To determine the arrival of the solar seasons. Okay? So therefore, if you say it's Nisan, so therefore you know exactly how to calculate uh, from starting in Nisan. Therefore, he says like this, the sages of Israel would begin the count of seasons from Nisan season. For they ruled that the world was created then. For the ramification of this decision and for a detailed discussion, so really there is nafkaminot of it. Nafkaminot would be, for example, Birkat Hamma. Right? You want to know exactly when to make the beracha on the sun. So the law says every 28 years you make the beracha on the sun because that's exactly the spot where it was when it who created it. So you have to know exactly when, the, when, when was the creation. It started Nisan. So therefore you start this calculation of Tikufur, the 28 years from Nisan. That's when we make Birkat Hamaha in Nisan. Because we're following this Gemara that says, Tachamim calculate Tikufur from Nisan. Now that would be enough Kamina. Now in reckoning the lunar seasons, the object is to find the first conjunction of the moon with the sun and the earth, known as the Mulat. This is the moment at which the moon is located precisely between the earth and sun. It recurs, it, it recurs regularly at intervals that average 29 days, 12 hours, 44 minutes, and one helik, which is about three and a half seconds. Thus, the moment of the first mulad of creation determines all future mulads. You start the clock from the first mulad. The sages of Israel put creation at Nisan again. This has ramifications for calculating all future mulads. Okay? 
Every month. Every month. That's that's Shodesh. Wow. Shodesh is when the moon makes a full uh, revolution, and it comes back to the original point. So that's right, 29 and a half days. But you got to know, when do you start counting the first 29? When do you start the clock of the, of the moon? That's after Nisan. It was crazy Nisan, it happened on this night. And then you start from Nisan, 29 days and a half, etc. Go on and so forth. Okay, so that's that subject. Let's go further in the Gemara. The Gemara says, Ul Yirakot. Okay, uh, new subject. <laughs> we, we said in the Mishnah that Aleph Tishri is also the Rosh Hashanah for vegetables. Now, Nafka what? For Ma'asir on vegetables. What does it mean Ma'asir on vegetables? That when one takes Ma'asir, he has to take Ma'asir from this year's crop. He cannot take Ma'asir from last year's crop on this year's crop, or this year's crop for last year's crop. So you have to know exactly when the cutoff point for Ma'asir Yarak is. And the Gemara Mishnah tells it was Aleph Tishri. No? So it says, Tana, we have a Braita. Liyirakot, ulma'asrot, vilinidarim. Actually, Aleph Tishri is uh, significant for three things. For Yirakot, no, that's Ma'asir Yirakot. Ulma'asrot, and for Ma'asrot. Well, assuming that's already redundant. We'll have to see exactly what the word Ma'asrot is doing here. And for vows, we'll see exactly what Aleph Tishri means regarding vows. Let's go one at a time. Liyirakot ma'ininu. What did the Brayta mean that it's, it's a Rosh Hashanah for Yirakot? Ma'aser yarak. Oh, it's referring to what? To ma'aser, like we learned that you should know the cutoff point for ma'aser is Aleph Tishri. So whatever was uh, harvested, we'll say before that already is considered last year's crop. You take ma'aser from that, and after Tishri is the new crop. Kebras, what are you talking about? Hainu ma'asrot. Doesn't the Brayta say ma'asrot? What do you need the word yirakot? The Brayta tells me that Aleph Tishri is for ma'asrot. Kebras says, Tana dirabbanan. Veketani deoraita. Which means, the Tana first lists me the rabbinical, and then it lists me the biblical. Which means, Ma'asir Yarak is only Midrabanan. From the Torah you only have to give Ma'asir um, uh, on wheat, according to some she taught grapes and olives. But everything else, for example vegetables, is only Midrabanan. So the Braita first it listed me the rabbinical, Yirakot, and then it said Ma'asrot, which is the biblical, which is talking about, let's say, wheat. Look at Bashi, third line, white. It tells me the rabbinical has its cut-off point, Aleph Tishri, that's Yirakot, and the biblical also has its cut-off point, Aleph Tishri. So the Gebrah says, V'litni deoraita beresha. Give kavod to the biblical. Put the Torah first. Well, you put the Rabbanan first. In the Brayta, right? I should say, you want to put both, I have no problem. Put Masrot, Yirakot. So that the Gemara says, Aydi de Habiva le Akdema. The town of the Brayta, the rabbinical enactment is dear to him. 
the Midrabanan is uh, beloved to him, because mm-hmm. it's rabbinical law, so therefore they put the Yirakot first, to show the Chavimut uh, that they had to the rabbinic law. Vetana Didan, Na'au Mishnah, it only discussed Yirakot. It did not discuss Ma'asrot. So why do Arab Mishnah only discuss the rabbinical? Tana de Rabbanan, because she can't do it. Obviously, if you tell me that the Rabbanan, that Aleph Tishri is the cut-off point, Kochikin, the Doraita, which means, because where did they get Aleph Tishri from, for the Rabbanan? Obviously, they based it on the model, which is the, the Doraita. So the Mishnah just tells you, under the Rabbanan, it's Aleph Tishri. So I'll know Kochikin, by Maaseh Doraita, it's Aleph Tishri. So the Gibraltar says, Velitni, next question, Velitni Maaser. Once already, you're telling me Yirakot. Because okay, so Yirakot takes take care of me of the, the Rabbanan. The Braita, right? Then it says Masrut. What is Masrut? There's only one Maser left. It's Maser Dagan, which is the Braita. Why does the Braita use a plural language, Masrut? What's the two Masrut? So the Gemara says, Ehad Maser Bema, Ehad Maser Dagan. Okay, because there's two Masrut over here. There's the grains, but there's also animals. Which means Maser Bema also has the cutoff point. Alif Tishri. Obviously, following uh, one of the opinions of our Mishnah, we had a mahlokit actually in our Mishnah by Maaser uh, by Maaser Behema. Is it Alif Tishri or is it Alif Elul? So obviously, this is going according to the opinion, right? That says it's Rabbi El Azar and Rabbi Shimon that say it's Alif Tishri. Okay, so therefore Masrot is Maaser Dagan and Maaser Behema, meaning. Alef Tashir is the cutoff. You have to take Ma'asir on last year's goods from last year's goods. And the new year's goods on the new year's goods. Okay, we continue. Velitni Yarak. Why did the Braita say Yirakot? Just say Ma'asir, right? Just say Yarak for vegetables. What's the uh, plural language Yirakot? The Kabbara says Tregavne Yarak. Because there's two types of vegetables. What types? That now we have a Mishnah. Yerek or Yarak and a vegetable that normally is tied. Because after they would collect it, they make bundles. So they tie them. Mishyegad. When does the Hayyuv of Ma'asir come? When you tie them, which is always the Hayyuv Ma'asir comes when it's finished. Right? When you finish the process. Nafkamina, if a person, let's say, wanted a snack on these vegetables, Halakha said you're allowed to snack on the vegetables. Before they're actually finished. That's called Akhilat Alay. So it says, if they're normal vegetables that are bundled, so it's mutar to snack on them until they are bundled. But let's say types of vegetables that are not bundled. So what do they usually do with these? They take a you know stack and they just put it in a vessel. So once you put them in the vessel, they hayav and ma'asir, and therefore you have to, you cannot even snack on them. But the point is, for the season, it ends out of Tishri. Whether it's Ne'egad or not Ne'egad, that the point is for, uh, for, 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 for Ma'asir, once it's picked, it was picked before Tishri, it's considered before Tishri. If it's picked after Tishri, after. The reason why I just said Yirakot is that there's different types of Yirakot regarding uh, when exactly the Hayuv of Ma'asir falls on it. Some fall on it at the time of the bundling, and some fall on it at the time of the placing it in the vessel. Look at Rashi. Yerek and Egad, Shedarko Bagudot. It's a direct to bundle them. Meshi Egad. 
Havi gurno le ma'asir. That's already when the ayub ma'asir comes. The asude khumenu aray achi asir. Okay, very good. Now we go to the next line. Tanu banan, we have a braita. Right, I just want to point out that that's the Tosafot that I quoted you. The Tosafot, two, two, second Tosafot from the bottom. Yerekan egad meshiegad, de'inyan gurno lemaasrot, mitni, peperekabad lemaasrot, abal de'inyan hadash v'yashan, talui bilkita, which means new and old, that's depending on when you plucked it. This is only de'inyan when the hayyuv ma'asir comes on it. Comes the Gemara says, Tanu Rabbanan, we have a braita. Liket yarak erev rosh hashanah, ad shelot tavo hashemesh. The person picked the vegetable Erev Rosh Hashanah before sunset. And then you plucked it after sunset. Now obviously we're not talking about a guy that plucked uh, vegetables on Rosh Hashanah. It's Asur. But they have to say he did it on Yedeh Goy. What's the deen? Very simple law. When it comes to Tirumot and Ma'asrot, since you plucked some before Rosh Hashanah and some after Rosh Hashanah, you cannot take of the old on the new, or the new on the old. That's already the cut-off point. Look at the bottom Rashi on Amudishon. Liket Yarak. Ashmi'inan di Yarak batal likita azilinyam ma'asir. Good, like we just said, that when it comes to Yarak, it goes after when you picked it. Even though these vessels, they grew in the same year. It's just one was picked before Rosh Hashanah, one was picked after Rosh Hashanah, it's considered Hadash and Yashan. It's considered two separate stacks, and therefore, you're not allowed to take from one year to the other. Why? Because we have a pasuk that says Shana, Shana. Each year, individually. Okay, continue the Gemara. V'imaita shiniya nikhneset l'shilishit. Now let's say it was the, uh, that which you picked, let's say, from the vegetables. It was the second year, which is followed by the third year of the Shemitah cycle. Now let's just give you a time out of this. We know in the years of Shemitah, there are different ma'asrot that one has to give. Every year of Shemitah, leave the seventh year, the six years of Shemitah, you have to give what's called ma'asir rishon to the levi. It's 10% of your produce, vegetables included, you give it to the levi. That's every year. There's another ma'asir called ma'asir shini, and there's a third ma'asir called ma'asir ani. Now ma'asir shini and ani alternate. Mm-hmm. Which means, in the first, in the second, in the fourth, and the fifth years of Shemitah, it's Ma'asir Shini. The way you remember that is Avedah. Aleph, Bet, Dalet, He. First, second, fourth, fifth years of Shemitah, it's Ma'asir Shini. In the third and sixth years of Shemitah, it's Ma'asir Ani. So now the Gemara is going to tell you, if let's say you plucked some vegetables in the Erev Rosh Hashanah, same case. But Erev Rosh was the second year. And then you plucked after sunset on Rosh Hashanah, that's already the third year. So now you're going to have to know which ma'asrot you give. On the last year stuff, you got to give ma'asir sheni. On the third year stuff, the stuff after Rosh Hashanah, you got to give ma'asir ani. That's the what I was going to say now. So again, the imaita sheniya nishnishit. If it's the second year, that's being followed by the 
third year, Shiniyah Ma'asir Ishonu Ma'asir Shini. Right? Shini Ma'asir Ani. Very good. Now the Gemara is, How do you know that what? That in the third year, you don't give Ma'asir Shini. You're telling me this fact. Third year it's Ma'asir Ani. Give 10% to the poor man. Who told you? Maybe you give Ma'asir Shini. So the Gemara says, Amar Ibi Yoshua Nevi. We have a pasuk. Let's read the pasuk. Ki techale la'aser. Et kol ma'aser tevu'atecha bashana shilishit shenata ma'aser. Venatatala levi la'igel le'yatom al'amana v'akhilu b'sha'areka v'sabi'u. So it says, in the third year, when you finish giving your ma'asir tibu'ah, in the third year, now the third year that the Torah calls it, shenat ha-ma'asir. The third year the Torah refers it to the year of the ma'asir. So the Gemara says, shana she'en ba'ela ma'asir ehad. The fact that it calls it shenat ma'asir, it's the year that there's only one ma'asir. Why? Ha-ketzad, ma'asir ishon u-ma'asir ani. Which is Ma'asir Yishon, they don't count. That's automatic. It's either between a Ma'asir Sheni or Ma'asir Ani. So it calls it Shinat Ma'asir. So you can only give one of the two. So you can go, which one do you give? Ma'asir Ani. So you go, who said? So you go, the other way. Maybe it's only one, and I'll tell you, it's only Ma'asir Ani, and you don't give Ma'asir Yishon or Ma'asir. Shlimi, who told you Ma'asir Yishon is a, is a standard, is a given? Tamud Omar, because the Pasuk says, Ve'el halvi'im tedaber, ta'amarta alehem. Speak to the Levi and tell them, Ki tekhu me'et p'nei Yisrael et ha'ma'asir, asher natati lachem me'itam b'nachalatchem. Now the share, or the nahala of the Levi'im is called, Ma'asir. It's called a nahalan. A nahalan is also an inheritance. Now we know the rule is like this. The fact that the Torah compares ma'asir to an inheritance, we're going to say it like this. Hikishoa katuf le nahala. Ma nahala en la hefsek, ap ma'asir ishon en lo hefsek. Which means, just like an inheritance, somebody's going to inherit. A son, uh, let's say, has a, a piece of property, okay? He passes away, he doesn't have children. He'll go back to his father. If there's no father, it goes back to the siblings. It goes back, which means there's always something that the Nahala is going to fall to. So therefore, just like Nahala is an item that has no hefsek, there's no end, it always will occur, there will be a Nahala, and the Torah compares Ma'asir Rishon, that goes to the Levi to a Nahala, means there's always going to be Ma'asir Rishon. So the Ma'asir Ishon is a standard every item. Also, when the Torah says, Shnata Ma'asir, in the third year, it's referring to Ma'asir Ani. Now, why is it referring to Ma'asir Ani? So look at Rashi. Ma'asir Ani, look at that Rashi. Yosif b'mkom Ma'asir Shri Kedikhtiv, lagel layatom ba'almana. Because in that pasuk it says, and you'll give the ma'asir in the third year to the geri, atom, and almana. Who are those people? Anim. So therefore, since they're anim, must be referred to ma'asir ani. Because otherwise the question is, maybe it's ma'asir sheni. No, ma'asir sheni, you don't give to the geri, atom, and almana. You eat it yourself. So from the fact that it says, in the third year, shnat ma'asir, it means you only give one of the ma'asirs. Which one? It's got to be ma'asir ani, la geri, atom, and almana. 
Or maybe it's one to the exclusion of Maaser Rishon. No, Maaser Rishon is a yearly item, like Nahala. Ma Nahala in La Efsek, Af Maaser Rishon in La Efsek. Now, wait. Now look at the Dashi. Or Af Maaser Rishon Yebatel. The Havim, you know, was to think that even Maaser Rishon, right? So Rashi says, Vishnata Maaser Had Kamar, Ahidim Faresh Vazir Lilevi, Legeva Leatom Lamana, Vu Maaser Ani, Shaf Levi Bechlal Ani, Sheinu Halik Baaris. Which means, you have a problem here. How can you tell me no Maaser Ani? Not Pasuk of Shinata Shilishi, Shinata Maaser, and you'll give it to the Levi. How would he give to the Levi? Maaser Rishon. So how could you have a Havim in it to think that there's no Maaser Rishon in the third year when the Pazu clearly mentions Levi? So that she says, I'll, I'll say that that Levi is a poor man. Wow. Just like you have a Ger and the Atom and Amman, other poor people. So the Levi is also a poor guy. And therefore, that wasn't referring to Maaser Rishon. Maybe it's referring to Maaser. Ani, Kamash Malad, that Maaser Rishon is like a Nahalan, you have to give it to him. And then you have to give it to the Maaser Rishon every year. Now we have a support to this. Tanya Namehache. We have a bright to support what we just said. It's going to repeat the same thing over again. Ki techale la'asir. And it calls the third, continue the pasuk, it calls shenat ha-shilishit, shenat ha-ma'asir. Shana she'en ba'ila ma'asir echad. Ha-kesad, ma'asir rishon, ma'asir ani. U ma'asir sheni yibatel. Ya'akol ap ma'asir rishon, ami yibatel. Any time the Levi comes, any year that he comes, give him. Which means he gets an entitlement every year. He comes whenever he comes, you give him. You don't even need that. הקישו הכתוב לנחלה מה נחלה אין ההפסק מעשה ראשון אין לא הפסק אז אנחנו נתנו את הגמרא ולנדרים so the Gemara says, mm-hmm. He counts one year to the day. For example, let's say he made the Nedir on 15 Adar. So one year later on 15 Adar, that's when his Nedir is, uh, is, 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 is finished. Okay? Now, But if he said, I am banning myself from my friend for this year, even if he made the nether on the 29th day of Elul, finish once one day passes, it's a new year, therefore you mutar again. Now, even though we learned an opinion that says one day of the year is not considered a year, at least let's say 30. And here we're saying what? Even according to that, opinion that says one day of a year cannot count the year, he'll agree when it comes to Nadarim. Why? Which means bottom line, what the guy doing the Nadir? The guy accepts upon himself Tsar. I want to pain myself not to benefit. Which means 
He was beside himself. Finished when it comes to Nidarim, you go after the guy's intent. What was the guy's intent? Obviously, you say, guys, I want to beside myself. Yeah. So therefore, was he beside himself for that one day? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So finished. Then his day is over. Yeah. So therefore, for Nidarim, you can even count one day as a year. So the Gemara says, Ve'ema Nisan. Who told you that Aleph Tishri is considered the year for Nidarim? Maybe it's Aleph Nisan. We have a very important club on Nidarim. Nidarim go after the vernacular of people, the way people speak. Now, what's that? So look at Rashi. Lashon bin Adam. A person makes a vow in the normal vernacular that he's accustomed to speak. The normal vernacular is, what do you call Tishri? Rosh Hashanah. So therefore when a guy comes along and says, I'm making a neder, the shana zu, in his mind, what's years? He calls it shana tishri. So therefore, the kabbanah of the neder is tishri, and that's why it goes according to tishri. Baruch Hashanah, Baruch Hashanah,